Greetings everyone, I'm your host Narayan and welcome to the fourth episode of the Aquila View. As you know, I tell this to everybody who comes to the podcast that we initiated this podcast series with the motto of connecting people across the globe to compete in this world-renowned competition, Formula One in schools. Over the next course of 20 to 25 minutes, we'll be talking to George, Hani, Maya, Max, Ryan and Roha from Team Firestorm, Wales, United Kingdom. Team Firestorm has been a development class team that has been crowned as regional winners in the past. Over the last few weeks, they've been doing some serious stuff and are back this year, this year as well. So before wasting any further time, let's get straight right into it. Firstly, welcome everybody to the Aquila View. I hope you all have been doing extremely well and hearty, keeping in mind the situation that we all are going through. Before moving forward, I'd like you all to please break the ice for us uh, by giving us a short and brief introduction about yourselves and what's your role in Team Firestorm is. We'll start with George. Uh, Hi, I'm George and I'm the manager for Team Firestorm. Hani. Hello, my name is Hani and I'm the engineer for Team Firestorm. Max. Hi, I'm Max and I'm in charge of finance and sponsorships for Team Firestorm. Maya. Hey, I'm Maya and I'm in charge of the team presence for our F1 team. Ryan. Hi, I'm Rayan and I'm a resource manager for Team Firestorm. Okay, Roha. Hi, I'm Roha and I'm graphic designer for Team Firestorm. Are you all excited for this? Because uh, I definitely am really excited. Before actually moving again into the podcast, I'd like to know what's the current situation of COVID going right now in Wales because back here in India the situations have been worse the uh, hospital management system has been um, on a verge to collapse here in India and I mean we definitely are facing a lot of challenges but we'd like to hear from you guys that what's the situation of Covid back there in Wales. Uh, yeah so it's we've they they're doing the vaccine program quite quickly here actually um my parents have both had their first vaccine and a lot of our teachers in school have as well um and we are slowly but surely coming out of lockdown um with stuff opening up and us being able to go to places and that sort of thing so it's nice yeah so uh is the competition uh happening virtually there also well, so far, all we've heard is that it's it's virtual. Um, I mean, we, we do an in-house competition for the entry class teams, but it gives us a chance to test our cars. That's happening in person, but we've been told that regionals is going to be all virtual for us this year. So, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, what do you think? I mean, what do you prefer? Basically, a virtual competition or an actual competition? To be honest, I don't know. We've only ever been to an actual competition um, and the atmosphere is like amazing being able to go around to other people's like actual pit stops and all that sort of thing so it'll be interesting to find out I think I'm probably gonna end up preferring in person but I don't know what the other team members are thinking yeah exactly and as you said that I mean it's it's all about connecting and uh, the experience of a uh, actual competition is just amazing right so uh, what do you think I mean uh, a virtual competition uh, has its own benefits like it saves a lot of your costs right and a lot of the logistics and obviously at the same time actual competition requires a lot of costs and efforts and logistics as well right so uh, what do you think uh, formula one in school should do according to you in future should it go a hybrid model because uh, last time we were talking to a team uh, i mean a team from india 
So what they said that a hybrid model of virtual and actual competition would work out absolutely fine where we'd be saving up costs and logistics. What do you think, George? Uh, well, I mean, I think doing it virtually does definitely save a lot of the costs. Max has been quite happy. We did a fundraiser back before Christmas thinking um, we'd have just about enough money to cover everything. But it turns out we're not having to spend nearly as much as we were going to. But I do think being in person is like it's quite important. It it kind of adds to the atmosphere. So, yeah, I think a hybrid version may be where we still get to go to race day. But there's kind of a bit less that we have to do. Like we submit everything and it's judged virtually um, would be good. Exactly. I mean, uh, obviously, races are something that we all are excited for. And that hybrid model of doing the races actually and uh, submitting all our portfolios and the documents online that would obviously same uh, uh, save some resources and obviously the cost and i mean that would be that that should work out great i guess right my next question or my very first question to you all is that uh, how did the team firestorm came into existence how did you all meet each other and uh, how does that team formation look like we'll have that uh, from like will that we'll hear, hear that from each and every one of you starting with john um so our well each member of the team or some of the members that you are seeing now um came in different ways so in our school the way it works is as soon as you reach the senior school um every single person's name goes into what our school calls the cauldron of doom um and miss just pulls out five names and that's the team we then do the in-house and whichever team wins gets to go through to regionals and then they have the option to reform teams the next year. Um, but some of our team members have joined, um, as I'm sure they'll explain um, now. But some are kind of the original team. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, do I need to have any other opinion? Like, does anyone have another opinion on this? Uh, so please unmute and you could just speak up. Uh, well... I think, as George said, uh, our initial team was, uh, I think it was me, Hanny, and uh, me, Hanny, George. And we did have two more people, but um, they decided not to continue for uh, the next year in dev class. So Rayan uh, was really, really helpful um, for preparing us for um, for regionals. So we decided it it just makes sense for us to like add him into the team. And then, of course, uh, Later on, I think it was, uh, I've, I'm not sure exactly how long, it might have been a few months later, uh, me and George had the idea to uh, add my own Rohar in to like, because they had this team going uh, that was like going to be really successful, but I believe it was like slightly too small to be allowed to compete. So we decided we'd like help them out and like kind of absorb their team into ours, if you know what I mean. Yeah, got it. Uh, also, as Max, you talk about the dev class, uh, the development class, uh, to be precise. So what's the actual difference between a development class team and a professional class team? And uh, how many classes or categories uh, does this uh, Formula 1 in school competition have? Well, I mean, it, obviously it's a lot different, but um, I personally think I'm going to have to take you hand it over to George or Hanny, who would describe that for the main differences. Definitely. So maybe, yeah, George. Uh, so what, so there are four 
main classes of F1 in schools, they've just created this primary class thing, which I don't think is like official competitions. I think it's just kind of for kids to like get into it and see if they want to continue. Um, then you've got entry class, which um, you you get to go to regionals as and if you win regionals as an entry class team you get to go and watch nationals um as a development class team you're competing at regionals and if you win that you get to go and compete at nationals and if you win that then i think you get to go all the way through to worlds but you have to transition into pro class and then yeah pro class you go all the way through so every time you win a competition you just move up to the next level till eventually hopefully you get to world finals Awesome. So, I mean, it's a it's a transition that uh, a team faces from uh, maybe a primary to professional class uh, each time when they win regionals or uh, national, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So, it's amazing. Uh, the next thing that I'd like uh, to ask you all is that what do you think about Formula 1 in schools as a competition, right? Because uh, you guys have been doing for multiple years, right? Uh, so what is your opinion that, okay, what is Formula 1 in schools as a competition and uh, why why are you guys doing it? Um, so we're doing it, we originally had to do it as part of our curriculum in school to do it as year 7s or okay. R12s in our school. Um, but then once you finish that year, it's kind of up to you whether you want to continue. And because we got all the way through to regionals and we're supposed to go and watch nationals if it weren't for COVID, um it we kind of just decided yeah it would be really good to continue um so we've reformed our team a little bit and now we're hoping to get through to nationals as development class i mean i really love doing f1 just because it's kind of when you you've got to put in all of the work but when you have you it pays off in the sense that you will win or will hopefully win a competition and you can see look back on it and go that's because of us. Definitely. Uh, Hanny, uh, what's your opinion? Well, I think uh, it's F1 in schools uh, drives innovation and it's uh, very useful to get to know your members of team. And it, it takes you to many wonderful places. As if you make it to internationals or nationals, you get to travel around. And the more you progress, the more you really learn about the kind of community which is within F1 in schools and I've really enjoyed being on the team and if it wasn't for F1 in schools I probably wouldn't have been very good friends with them so yeah exactly that's for sure that we end up having some great friendships I guess Max well I I love F1 in schools personally um I think it's great what it brings us together and like every lunchtime well not every lunchtime but most lunchtimes a week like we'll we'll come in and like we'll work on what we need to work on and i think the end goal i think is really spectacular like if you get to pro or if you want to continue to pro like you'll get to like see some amazing parts of the world but you just wouldn't if you weren't doing it and i think the like friends you would make like it's like i think it is really really clever how like the team as you work as a team like you sort of like build friendships with each other. Exactly. And as you talked about that while having lunch, uh, you talk about uh, Formula 1 in schools and uh, basically what, what's your strategy be or anything that is related to Formula 1 in schools. I mean, uh, I relate to uh, what we have been, what we used to do in schools as well, because uh, 
we were not back back then we were not participating in formula one in school but uh, we were uh, competing in many uh, other different uh, regional and national level competitions and uh, it's it's so good that all right uh, you are engaged in some or the other work um, that no students uh, have been uh, engaged in and i mean that's 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 all together a great experience uh, maya what what do you say about this um i think that f1 in schools is really fun and it teaches you a lot of new skills like i learned that i was good at keeping our social media in check which i didn't even know i could make a job before i did f1 and i think it's very interesting too as you progress into the competition you get closer with the people you're in a team with i mean i've certainly gotten closer with some of the people in our team and it's just really cool to see the work the harder you work it does go noticed especially with the girls and how they um judged and i think it's really cool how you can travel the world too depending on how far you make it into the competition exactly yeah i mean travel is something that uh, we all love to do and explore new things definitely yes uh ryan yeah uh, i think it's really interesting and like george says hard work, hard work does pay off because if you do make it to after nationals you will get to travel the world which is really cool and fun and as you progress you get to get closer with your friends as well which cuz i wasn't really close with any of these people at the start but now i've gotten a lot closer with them which is amazing and obviously uh, the experience that we all have at world finals is it's it's next to what we could actually imagine as well right uh what do you say about this uh roha for me personally it's about the skills i can develop and about the bonds i make with team members at the beginning my graphic design i didn't know i had the, the skill i had and i didn't know i had the passion i have and now i really enjoy it and i'd like to carry on and go further and also the bonds that you form with the team like everyone else has said um are really unbreakable and you do develop your relationships further but what i like the most is the fact that you can see your hard work in progress so you can see from what you made at the beginning it's just a car sketch and what that evolves into is satisfying i mean that that definitely gives a nostalgic feeling to all of us that all right we started like this and uh, uh while standing in the current moment we compare that all right this is how we have progressed definitely the next question uh that i'd like to ask is particularly for george uh george uh what do you think that uh, is the role of a team manager as uh, being a one uh, you got share your perspectives that all right uh, these are the hurdles that uh, you face or uh, these are the challenges that you face being a team manager um so obviously through the lockdown we had to find a different way of working um and if there wasn't a manager then I don't really think people would have been able to kind of work out what everyone is to get on to um what people need to be doing and all that sort of thing. So I think kind of the main role of a manager is for people well to have someone to allocate jobs and tasks and all of that sort of thing. So it's it's like if for example Roha were to create a graphic um for our social media, Maya's happy with that. Um but i maya has asked me to tell roha to do that so it's kind of like just 
organizing the team, keeping everybody doing what they need to be doing um, and all that sort of thing. Just communicating well with your team is also a point that, I mean, as you said that, uh, suppose Maya said that we need to design some graphics. So you need to communicate that to the graphic designer, Roha, I guess. So yeah, definitely a crucial role is uh, to manage and organize all of these things while communicating well with the whole team. Also, uh, my next question now is uh, to someone who, will, who manages uh, sponsorships. So, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, for any competition that you go to, uh, resources are something that you would require. And uh, for resources, uh, I mean, uh, you'd get to uh, get some sponsors and you get to have something so that you can arrange those resources. What's your strategy to approach any sponsor? And uh, I mean, uh, say for suppose you approach an X company. So, uh, I mean, does, does that company is someone who you know? Is that a mutual connection or uh, you just email them email them, or it's just a cold emailing process that you guys do? Well, um, sponsorships falls under my uh, role. And what I've been finding as I've been looking into it is like, especially during COVID, this is the hardest time to try and get money off a company when like they're struggling applying for bailouts. So it's been really, really hard even to like, like, I don't, it's really, really hard to even try and, like man yourself up in a way to sort of ask someone hey your company's struggling we need to have some of your money you know and because of this our like our team handler like it's sort of like it's sort of like she's like she's like giving me this way that like we can sort of start to like work up to get in a sponsorship and we were really really uh lucky that our our first fundraiser that we did at the start of the year raised over 195 pounds um just out of um just out of like a week and a half's worth of uh, work but um we were really r- lucky with that and until we get um close to nationals we don't really need really need sponsorships for money but of course like until until then we're kind of set out but when we get to that point um I'm kind of hoping that by then this COVID would have brushed over and it will start to at least be back to normal then because it's, it's already been a year since the United Kingdom went into lockdown. And like the, like the surprising amount of huge companies that have applied for bailouts is outstanding. But it's in a way that like you can't, it's just such a, a shame to have to like ask for money off these companies that are struggling. So hopefully by the time we need desperately, well, not desperately, but the time we need to ask companies for money, this whole COVID will have gone and they will have like tried to like re reel in their funds a little bit. What's the most important thing that you guys consider while uh, manufacturing and designing your car? Like what is the inspiration behind it and how you actually bring that inspiration to real life? Uh, so I can answer for the um inspiration in terms of design um so i've spent a lot of time talking to hanny i've read through um all of the like bits of portfolio he's pulled together and um it sounds like he bases his designs on pretty much anything aerodynamic so we've had wings of birds wings of planes um i think at one point he was talking about sail shape and all that sort of thing um 
but in terms of the manufacturing process it's basically he just creates the car in fusion checks it with the no-go zone and then has one of us check it with the no-go zone um and then we send it off to f1 to mill and then it comes back and all we really have to do then is paint it sand it um and normally Rohar creates a design for us as to what should be um on top and then our car is basically ready there are multiple things that you guys take inspiration from and then uh Annie basically designs all of these things over fusion and then uh, th- then you uh, analyze the car and do all of the further things that needs to be done that's it's awesome i guess and lastly uh, to conclude what uh, we have been talking about is that uh, i i need a solid opinion of you guys on this that uh, kids aged between 9 to 19 should they enroll for formula 1 in schools competition or not if they do what will they gain out of it and if they don't what would they definitely be missing out we'll start with george so the question is um should they add a rule to like in terms of age uh yeah i mean uh, kids between 9 to 19 should they enroll for formula 1 in schools or should they don't and if they um, do uh, what would uh, they be learning out of it and if they don't there's like what they they'd be missing um so i think if if they were to do that it would kind of it would make the the group of us like as in all the people doing f1 in schools everyone in the community it would i think it would probably make it like a bit closer um but i think if people were to be missing out you know you've got these kind of pro teams that work really hard um and then they're suddenly told they can't like participate anymore awesome uh max i think that i don't see who wouldn't want to do f1 in schools but at the same time like when you say all the way down to 9 like when you think about it that is a young age like we're all 13 and we only started last year and like I remember even last year I I hate to admit this but I I will I I was not taking it seriously at all and that was me at 12 so um but I feel like there are definitely people out there who are young who could take it seriously like I remember when I was in a few years ago I'd watch the people who were doing it and I'd be like oh I can't wait to do that but I think there should I think there definitely should be an age restriction but I don't see I don't see what's wrong if they did do it you know audit uh ran um yeah i think everyone should take part like that in form out of maybe a little younger might be a bit too young but to design a car but maybe it could possibly happen but i think out of is good age to start um up to age 19 and all right uh roha i personally think that the younger the better because you get to uh, you get to gain experiences that you don't get in life that you might value at younger ages so i don't think there should be an age as such but you should be old enough to work with manufacturing tools and appropriate like software awesome so i mean uh, to conclude that i mean uh, there shouldn't be an age barrier and uh, there's no harm doing it and also if you do it obviously you're gaining something out of it and uh, as roa said that uh, it's something that is uh, you take it for life and as early 
uh, you do uh, you enroll for this competition the better might be the chances you to go and compete as a professional class team in the world finals and who knows that you might be the world champions right so uh awesome guys uh so by this we have uh, come to the conclusion of the episode number four with some great minds from firestorm uk till then stay tuned to the aquila view i'm your host narayan signing off